Today on Multiverse News, the Super Bowl has occurred. Somebody won. I didn't pay attention to any of that because there were a bunch of trailers to talk about. I'm sure some of the guys will want to talk about football a little a little bit, but I'll allow it. But mostly we're talking about Deadpool 3 trailer, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer, A Quiet Place Day 1, Wicked, uh, lots of things. Twisters. Did you like that when you were a kid? It's back. <laughs> All that right after this. <laughs> Welcome to Multiverse News, your source for information on all your favorite fictional universes. And today, we've got lots of trailers to talk about. The biggest, you know, sporting event of the year, apparently, was on TV. But that meant a lot of studios wanted to show you their wares. Uh, on the panel today, we have Jay Sisson. What's happening, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm several adult beverages deep and uh, yeah. you know, ready to talk trailers. <laughs> Man, so, if I'd we'll known, I would have joined you. I would have joined you. I had mimosas like locked and ready, but I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be that kind of party. Um, Jay, Scotty, Saint Clair, what is happening, my friends? Hey, I did not watch one second of the game, but I'm still celebrating. <laughs> oh, you guys was, are you guys are killing me. <laughs> it was great. Okay, I did watch. I don't know, like 30 minutes of it, uh, okay. but it was a selection of a, over a course of hours, so I did kind of see the drama. Uh, it was a pretty good game. It seemed like right. Yeah. So in the beginning, it seemed like <laughs> kind of a. I was, like, sorry. I was like, I was like queuing you up for an excited, like you were like, oh, dang, uh, you guys not know it. And I was like, how about it? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and you pause. I thought that was no, going to be it. I was there. like, no, Jay, it's your turn. Tell, tell us about it. Well, it should be said that the Kansas City Chiefs are repeat Super Bowl champions, which is extremely rare. That's why Haley Hobbs is yeah. not with us tonight. We knew that yeah. she wouldn't be here, one, because she would be on a high, which she is, or she would be <laughs> in mourning as a Midwesterner and a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. But yeah, it ended up being really exciting. I mean, the first half was kind of a snoozer. It was a defensive uh, smackdown game, a lot of turnovers, not a lot of points, and then the the teams came out and scored some touchdowns in the second half, ended up tying it up, went to overtime. Uh, it's only the second time in NFL history that there's been an overtime Super Bowl. And wow. uh, the Kansas City oh, wow. Chiefs came out on top. Patrick Mahomes led that touchdown drive in overtime, and the rest is history. That's three rings for uh, Patrick Mahomes. I heard a statistic as they were getting off. They said it's the seventh longest game in NFL I history, it. Yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, and of course, Taylor Swift, I, I only watched for 30 minutes and I saw her like four times. So I, I feel like Taylor was there in force. Uh, hey, so Travis that was Kelsey had some really huge uh, third down conversions. And yeah, I mean, mm. they had to cut to her. He was, he yeah. was instrumental in the win tonight. When he was like, I think it was like the second to last play. He had a run that he was running towards the end zone. And I was like, let him be the one that wins this game. Taylor is going <laughs> to flip out. But no, he didn't make it. But uh, of course, of course, we, we had did. the Usher halftime show, which was fantastic. Yes. That's more what I care about. <laughs> I feel like anyone who didn't like it, which is just like really cranky. Like they just <laughs> yeah. to, like step outside for a second and just like feel the air outside for a sec. You know, yeah, touch some like, grass. If you didn't like it. Like, yeah, just like come back to us in the real world for a second. It was great. Yeah, did Alicia Keys make a surprise appearance? Because I saw some social media reactions that were like, that seemed like it was unexpected. I think, I don't know that we knew who anybody who was going to be there. I didn't, I pretty didn't much know everything was, was under wraps. Oh, so yeah. yeah, it was, uh, she was there. Ludacris was there, but I think that was pretty expected because Usher's biggest song is yeah. And True. so getting Ludacris up there to do, one of my favorite rap lines ever, which is give them the rhythm and it'll be off with their clothes. Like, I just love that line. It's so, 
just feels good in your mouth. Um, <laughs> and it's so he says it so fast. I read a tweet uh, today that uh, the first few lines of "Yeah" are like uh, the words that you say to a sleeper cell agent of an old older millennial, which is so true. <laughs> you know, it's like if you're an older millennial, you hear that song, something it's just like happens in your brain. Candidate. <laughs> yeah, yep, it's pretty good. Oh, well, uh, yeah, Usher was great. My, my niece is in roller derby, which I've mentioned. And so when I saw this people skating on stage, they got out and came out in roller skates and were doing all the skating. I was like, I, I got to show this to my niece. She's going to love this. Um, okay, let's get to what we're really here for. Um, our fictional universes. Let's stop talking about the real universe. Come on. What are we doing here? This is not what we're a source for. Um, I mean, Taylor Swift, I feel, you know, she's, she's, Walking that line between like getting into our universes all the time these days, maybe maybe in Deadpool yeah, three, which Deadpool, is our first yeah. uh, first first discussion she's, here. She's certainly dazzling. That's true. <laughs> she is. She is indeed. Uh, what did you guys think about the de- they? Okay, if she is dazzler and she has already filmed her part, they shot themselves in the foot not using her in the trailer. First off, because like okay. all those Taylor Swift fans watching the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift, if they could have put a Taylor Swift cameo in the trailer, it would have like rocketed that movie to a new heights. <laughs> I feel like, but I mean, they've got time. But it would it was just it would have been a good time. I hear what you're saying, but I'm I'm somehow pleasantly surprised with how reserved they were with yes. the cameos. Like they did enough to really excite me, you know, set the stage. Obviously, the TVA is going to be playing a huge role in this story. We see some, you know, uh, players from Deadpool 2, like X-Force. They seem like they're all back. I mean, we knew Hugh Jackman was going to be in this thing, but we really don't even see his face. So um, to that end, I thought it was a really effective trailer and did a lot to build up my hype and anticipation and was not expecting to see Matthew McFady. And we've been talking about him a lot recently, but he is excellent as a TVA agent. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, the TVA connections were really cool because we sort of assumed that the TVA would be involved somehow. If you've paid attention to leaks and stuff like that, it's always kind of been out there that the TVA was going to be in this movie. But there was no indication about whether or not it would be like a scene or just like a quick thing. But it seems like they're going to be instrumental to bringing Deadpool into the universe uh, that we're talking about here, that there is a very strong connection between the main story and the TVA, which I think is the right move. And I think is really cool. Uh, It it really gave the trailer like some focus and some direction. The jokes all landed. Uh, The characters were there that I wanted to see. And yes, Scotty, like you said, like that's what I wanted to talk about too, was like, I was shocked that we didn't see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I walked away saying like, you know, we've seen the suit. So clearly he'll be in this trailer, but he wasn't. And I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think that was the right move. Like it built a lot of anticipation for this thing. Uh, him calling himself the Marvel Jesus was hilarious. Like the so idea good. of like <laughs> of like bringing so good. this thing yeah. into the Marvel universe, name dropping Disney. Like that's exactly what it needed to do, and it just it kind of accomplished. I feel like what it set out to do in the first place. One thousand percent agree uh, with both you guys. Um, I, I was surprised there weren't more cameos, but I, I was just really interested on what this tells us about the story too, which I know we'll dig into a little bit here and talk about, but uh, how strongly connected it was to Loki, like shocked me. Absolutely shocked me. Um, So not only are we, you know, you're talking about all this stuff, Marvel, Jesus, 
all this stuff. There's so many good lines and good stuff that the trailer needs to do to bring us into the story. But one of the things we've been begging for in the MCU is connection. And Loki is like, it's the favored son right now of the Marvel stuff of the last few years. Everyone loves that movie or that TV show. Uh, but like making this a very strongly connected property to that. And they don't have to like, obviously retell Loki's story at all to tell us who the TVA is. You know, they just are this temporal organization that comes in to fix some things. And it's going to be our first glimpse to really, what is the TVA doing now that they're not just trying to prune the universes, which it seems like they're bringing Deadpool into the MCU proper on purpose, which is a crazy thing. And it's like, they are instrument. They're like doing things to organize universes. You know what I mean? Like that's not what the TVA was doing before. So like all of that just seems really cool. And did you guys catch what I believe to be a Lyoth? I did not. I thought, I thought I saw what I thought was the wasteland or like the, yes, uh, whatever they They, called that. They show the wasteland. And at one point there's a purple smoke that like shoots across the screen on the uh, like upper left corner and Deadpool kind of dodges it. So I think Elioth is still alive and well in the wastelands running around still. And, favorite thing they have the 24 20th century fox logo oh yeah in the deserts of the of the uh <laughs> space after time all the pruned objects including the 20th century fox logo that's so so funny that's what that movie needs though it needs to sever its ties with its old universe and embrace its new one and it can do it in a way that no other property can which makes it unique and funny and um yeah, it's uh, it's that's what we want to see out of this franchise, I think, and it's leaning into that, which is what we wanted it to do. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I one thing I found very interesting is they Deadpool's always had more heart than it should, which I think is why the series has worked so well. Like, sure, his search for Vanessa, his care for the boy in the second one, like, there's always been just a little more heart to Deadpool than you expect, and mm-hmm. I think that's 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 the key to the character. And in this, something we've talked about a lot is needing to see what it is like to fight for a dying universe. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know if this is going to happen, but it, and we talked a lot about it with like the fantastic four. Maybe that's how we are introduced to them. Their universe is dying and they have to come to the MCU. That's one thing we've talked about. Uh, something that I found very interesting with this is it seems like they might be doing that. Like the way this, this trailer starts with him, like around all his friends is like, it's been a tough three years, but we came through it. And now I'm so happy with all my people and like this universe really worked out for me. And then I I have a feeling it's going to be either his universe is dying and he's trying to save it or his universe is dying and he has no choice, you know, and he's just, he's, he's having to leave that behind. And I think that could be some of the heart of this movie is him trying to hold on to his old universe a little bit, um, or at least protect them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think you're right about a lot of that, but I, I, in terms of like why is the TVA there and what's happening to his universe, I do think like that was one of my big takeaways. Like this is clearly a sequel to the first couple of movies we saw. So I thought about what we saw at the end of Deadpool too. Like Deadpool got away with a time travel device and said he was going to go <laughs> run rampant. And what does the TVA do? They take care of problems just like that. So the fact that we see Vanessa back, we see the entire X Force back, tells me he has been all over the place getting exactly what he wants, which is why he's so happy. But I did notice that Vanessa called him Buddy. She said go ahead and make a wish buddy so that made me wonder like Mm. what's the nature of their relationship these days uh but i also think like you know the tva will try to recruit wade a la loki and yeah maybe he will try but that's not going to last long because like again this is total speculation just 
based on what was presented in the trailer. The majority of the violence, which, you know, at the end of the tra- at the end of the trailer, it still said the film is not yet rated, but we're really being led to believe it's going to be R-rated here with the the humor, the violence, and <laughs> the majority of that violence being perpetrated against TVA agents and the fact that, you know, Deadpool ends up in what looks like the wasteland along with the 20th Century Fox logo and Wolverine. Like, I just think he's going to piss the, the TVA off in the beginning like Deadpool does and the rest of it's going to be. Uh, I, I could see the the final conflict here, Deadpool coming back face to face with Matthew, Matthew McFadyen's character and just kind of giving him his total cup up comeuppance. Mm. Uh, I, see I do. I think we'll talk about this probably more later in the week when we ta- uh, do the the bigger episode of Multiverse News. But I do wonder, like, what the outlook is for this movie from a financial standpoint. Like, as we get closer to July and we get closer to the release date, and We've talked about the cameos that were absent in this trailer, but will be there. And if it comes out that Taylor Swift is in this movie and Jennifer Garner's in this movie and maybe some mm-hmm. X-Men from the Fox universe are in this movie, like, does this movie have a shot at a billion dollars? I mean, a billion dollars is not what it was uh, in 2024 as it was in 2017. It's a different type of landscape now. But I do wonder, like, what kind of financial legs this movie has. And I think at this point, it's off to a good start. It's the only Marvel Studios release this year. We know that Marvel Studios movies have struggled recently, like Quantumania and Love and Thunder and the Marvels. But I do wonder, like, what what is the outlook of this movie? And I think it's pretty good, uh, like, looking mm-hmm. forward, especially, like, if a lot of these cameos that we think are going to be in the movie are confirmed, that'll get more people out to the film, people who are fans of that Fox universe or people who are fans of Taylor Swift, you know, if she's in this movie. But, uh, but I think uh, there's, that's a conversation I think we're going to have to keep having until July. Like, what is this movie going to look like when it finally hits theaters in terms of like it's box office success? What you're really asking is, is he truly Marvel Jesus? <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's gotta be answered. I think uh, in some <laughs> that's ways. not where I thought that was going. I thought that was going to be the setup for the next bet. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I thought that was so funny. Those are the two things I was. Those are the two jokes I was deciding whether to go with. Um, but no, I you know if you want to make a bet, uh, Jay, you know just let me know. Uh, we'll uh, we can decide who who wants to take the over and under on a billion dollars. <laughs> I I don't think Deadpool three is going to make a billion dollars. If, if you I, I do. Take the, Okay, it's, I do. Take, it is. It's an interesting <laughs> one because yeah, to your point, Jay, it is the sole MCU release and like yeah. Yeah, I, I think that. But could it's rated R. For it. It's rated R. True. You got that. That matters. Uh, I know yeah. that brings people out, but it also keeps people home. You know, a certain groups of demographics of people. So I think that does matter in the conversation too. Of course, fans. Mm-hmm. It, it has to be rated R. Uh, just yeah. the source material. It has to be. But still, like that, it keeps a lot of people out. That. Uh, you know, I, I was raised in a family that used the internet to look at uh, movie reviews before they let me go, and uh, oh. <laughs> I have to, and I have to say that they wouldn't have let me see a rated R movie, uh, in in my teenage years. But they would have let me see a PG thirteen movie. So, but but uh, there's a good conversation there. It's so interesting because I just looked it up, and both the previous made in the seven hundred, uh, seven hundred million range, seven hundred to eight hundred million, and so like. It's connected to the MCU, which could be a huge boon, but the MCU hasn't been doing as well lately. But it is it it is coming back to I think a lot of things that people want out of the MCU, um, the connectivity, um, and just Deadpool coming in. It's and Wolverine, man, Wolverine. Uh, yeah, it's it's oh, I, it, hear it, you. Be I think bet. it'll do great. I, I think it'll be it'll be 
very positive financially. I don't think it'll make a billion dollars, but I think it will do very, very well. I think how this movie does is probably like a bellwether for the future of superhero movies, though, because I think that if anything could, this could. And mm. I and if it doesn't, it, we may just be done with that time period of billion dollar. I don't know. You're right, though. The rated R thing does affect. It so, does. I don't know. It does. Before we move on entirely, I, I did just have to say, like, the title change. I, I guess we never had an oh, official yeah. title of Deadpool 3, but I yeah. did not see that coming. And then uh, we talk about cameos that we did or did not get. But this one, I'll admit, I did not get on my first viewing. I did not get it on my second viewing. I kept seeing the face, and I was like, who is that? But uh, and it's it's a great meta line, too, because it is Pyro from the, the original Fox X-Men trilogy who says, oh. God, I love this part. He's obviously got longer hair. He looks a little disheveled. He looks like he's living in some kind of a apocalypse. He might be there in the void or the wasteland, whatever um, that, that area was called. But uh, that was great when I did finally my brain recognized. I was like, oh, that's that's great okay what if they do so like the 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 wasteland is pruning everything that's like that's everything that prunes ends up there so like his entire what if they do prune his entire universe and the movie is him running around collecting all of his friends and like people that he cares about and trying to bring them through to the mcu or like free them from Eliath or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but it just it would be like a total cameo fuel because like you could have alternate reality versions of any character you wanted running around in a wasteland like that is so perfect for that Deadpool three like cameo machine we've been talking about having. Mm-hmm. That's super fun because you could even have, I mean, you could have you could have a a version of Tony Stark in there. You could have a version of Loki in there. You get to see the whole like Loki little Loki family that we saw in a. Uh, uh, Loki, man, you could have a lot of stuff in there. I, that sounds so much fun. Okay, uh, we could talk about Deadpool three all day for sure. Deadpool and Wolverine all day, which I mm. I think the the name change is genius. By the way, I think it's such a good idea because we've talked oh, about yeah. it a lot. The MCU doesn't really do twos and threes. They normally do something, and you know they they change the they they do a post postscript to the title or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think Deadpool and Wolverine, we've never seen that. Well, yes, we have Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, is the only other one I've seen like that. But that's just totally a different thing. Ant-Man and the Wasp is still like the two characters from the first movie. Seeing two characters that have never been really on... I mean, except for in... What was that? The, which one was it that he... Wolverine Origins, where he where he's in there? Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, oh, yeah. the one that yeah. everyone hates? Yep. We've just never seen this Deadpool with where this Where his Wolverine. mouth is sewn up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. We could do this all day, but <laughs> Planet of the Apes, K- Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I know, Jay Sky, this is one that's close to your heart. What'd you think? Yeah, this one was really exciting for me because we did not know whether or not we were going to get a trailer for this one. But uh, on last week's episode of Multiverse News, I kind of called my shot and I was really, really glad that, you know, they they went with it because uh, I do think you know this was a a prime opportunity to create some real awareness and excitement for the movie and uh, I I think the trailer did just that the teaser did a good job of like you know um, giving us an idea of the time period we were going to be set in and uh, some of the characters but this one really brought the the narrative thrust um, uh, forward here we're going to have you know this young protagonist Noah voiced by Owen Teague who's also doing the motion capture he's going to be 
basically rescuing this um, this young human girl that um, apparently has you know retained her intelligence. So that's my big question there. I'm wondering mm-hmm. how she fits into the story. Is this a case of like her being cryogenically frozen? Is there going to be some kind of element of time travel? Because that's that's always been an element of the the Apes franchise, and uh, with this last trilogy that we had, which you know. I, I love and hold in very high esteem. It was grounded in a lot more realism. Um, it didn't, you know, uh, really dip its toes into the time travel or the paradoxes or anything like that. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not this franchise wants to uh, stay true to what we saw in that trilogy while also paying homage to some of the larger sci fi themes that, you know, go with the original 60s films, which is kind of my hope. Uh, but yeah, we. We certainly have a lot to to chew on and, and discuss and speculate here, but uh, also not a lot spoiled. So that's that's a perfect trailer in my estimation. Mm. You, you answered my big questions, and I'm glad you did, because I was scared to ask about time travel because I wasn't sure if it was a spoiler for the first three. Okay. Um, because I, I love the old Apes movies, uh, the 60s movies. I've actually, for whatever reason, still not caught up on these, um, but I oh, will... Okay before this one comes out because they look, I've always been excited about them, but I just never had time. And I kept thinking we'd do a Bingers assemble about them, but I just never, never got it together. Sure. Um, but I really, really thought this trailer looked cool. And that's what intrigued me so much was this girl walking around in modern day clothing because I, I, I see that in this world, the humans are primitive. And so like, I'm really curious if, uh, they're, they're going to do something with time travel. Like all those, all those questions you had, I'm really interested because I less my favorite element of the original and there's a shot of them walking on the beach with the with the their hands tied this very reminiscent of uh the the first 60s movie yeah um which is the scene yeah the charlton heston one where he sees the statue of liberty so i'm wondering if she is playing a like role like him like is she gonna know where she is is she gonna Mm. show up and have to figure out is she gonna see the statue of liberty that gonna be how this movie starts is her like having that charlton heston moment from the first one please don't do do another Mark Wahlberg thing where you do a thing that makes no sense that the end of the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes is one of my least favorite things of all time. Uh, <laughs> it's so bad, guys. It's so bad. I won't get into it here. I'll let it go. I'll let it pass by. Oh. <laughs> Did either of you happen to see the, um, the Solar Opposites Valentine special that just came out? Jay, I know you you usually watch the show, but this is like pretty. Brand I haven't new. seen the special that has come out. Okay, new, no. okay, yeah. There's some great allusions to the Planet of the Apes, and the the moment that you <laughs> alluded to specifically there, Matt, it gets lampooned <laughs> pretty well. So I recommend that. <laughs> oh, it's I, so I thought dumb. this. I thought this was the best trailer of the night um, of the ones Ooh, that we mm. saw. Yeah, like nice. this was. Uh, I loved it, and it's not a shade on any other trailer. I thought. The sure. trailer, all all the trailers we're going to talk about, I liked, but uh, to me, this was the one that I walked away from, sort of having a certain level of interest in, and then feeling like a much higher level of interest afterwards. I thought the action looked great, and I loved the voiceover and the line, the concept of discussing evolution, and do you know what evolution is? Like, I thought it was a great way to open the trailer. So, yeah, I thought this did a lot to really raise the anticipation for this movie. That's awesome. All right. Uh, well, uh, so I guess next on our list here is Twisters. What did you guys think of Twisters? 
I mean, I I really liked this trailer. Like, I know people were making fun of it online. Like, do we? Oh, it's plural now. We got multiple twisters. I guess that's how we have to do sequels <laughs> or whatever. But I thought they played it right. Like, uh, it seems to be connected to the old universe. I need to do more research on this, but I think the female actress is supposed to be like the daughter of one of the original characters from Twister. I think was something mm. that I heard is like the connective tissue between the old twister, but I need to like make sure we're doing an instant reaction. So I have to make sure that that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but then on top of that, like I thought, uh, Glenn Powell to me seems like a really good choice for a lead. I mean, he was just in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, he's kind of coming on as like, uh, someone who is a hotter name in Hollywood right now. So to me, he, he does strike me as good for this role. You're going to go in and take somebody that was in this Top Gun continuation of a franchise from decades past, and you're going to bring him into Twisters, which is a continuation of a franchise from years past. So um, to me, like I, I felt like the trailer did what it needed to do. Like I, I walked away thinking like, all right, it seems like it's a new spin. It seems like it's not just kind of gimmicky. Uh, it seems like it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because it seems like a, a very much like a remake with a, but obviously a sequel that whole thing that you know yeah you've seen a lot of franchises do which this wasn't really a franchise it's just a single movie but this is the sequel 30 years later or whatever i, I thought it was interesting because the trailer kind of set him up to look like a total a-hole for the first like bit of the trailer like right, he, yeah. he seemed like they some, someone that she would not get along with and then by the end you can tell they're working together by the end of the trailer which is very much the dynamic from the original twister and so i thought that was interesting because like i i it felt a little uh, like a throwback kind of romance that you see in movies where it's like, oh, we kind of hate each other and now we're going to fall in love or something. Um, which <laughs> which also should the be said is the plot like. of his most recent romantic comedy that he was in with Sidney Sweeney. Oh. <laughs> Anyone but you. <laughs> that's the plot of that's, the whole movie. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It's, it, it wasn't it's bad. common. <laughs> it's a common plot. Yeah. That's good. That's good. But for, for a Twister sequel, I, I'm as excited as I could be for a Twister sequel. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I, I went into this one not having a lot of anticipation, but I, I will say Glenn Powell was kind of the standout for me. Um, the female lead is Daisy Edgar Jones, who I'm not terribly familiar with, but I think her big like claim to fame so far has been Where the Crawdads Sing, uh, which came out a couple of summers ago. Uh, but this, I, I did think this one was like really reminiscent of the first one in terms of like having this cast of kind of like up and comers because I also recognize like Anthony Ramos. Uh, and I got the sense like when I was watching the trailer, it was like, I'm going to enjoy watching these people like put their necks out on the line. But at the same time, I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you taking this unnecessary risk? But still I'm down for it. I want to watch this happen. It's very exciting and thrilling. All that being said, uh, I do remember, I'm old enough to remember when the first movie came out. I think I was like seven or eight years old when that first trailer dropped. And I remember how iconic it was to see the cow being swept up in the tornado. And I just felt like it was lacking a shot like that. Like it didn't have the big billboard sweeping somebody or where the, <laughs> the cow being swirled around. And I was waiting for a moment like that. And maybe I shouldn't have been, but I was. I think I hmm. saw a cow. Did you, see, did you see a cow? I feel like I saw a cow in this trailer. Um, maybe I missed it. Yeah. I mean, I it wasn't what you were saying. It wasn't like the the iconic shot, but right, I feel okay. like I saw one. Um, but yeah, cast is a good uh, is a good call. David Cornsweet is in this, uh, which oh, I, I didn't, didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, nice. Kieran Shipka from like Mad Men and um, mm. the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and all that. Like she's in this, uh, okay. so the cast is actually 
pretty strong, I feel like. Mm, sweet. I did think that it felt a little bit... I feel like a lot of movies are feeling this way right now, and other movies on this list that we're talking about even feel this way, where they're kind of like... I feel like Barbie unlocked something a little bit where w- movies are willing to go a little over the top again in a way that I felt like they had kind of lost. And may- maybe it's been a trend that's coming back for a while, but there's a lot of movies felt like they were always, I, I mentioned it, I think uh, on a recent multiverse news where I feel like that happened in the like early two thousands with like the matrix, everything had to be sort of muted and everything had to be like everything. Everyone's wearing all black and that's sort of early superheroes and slowly came out of that with some of the Marvel stuff being a little more color and, and th- this felt a little more like that. It felt like that to me, like this is willing to be, they're fighting tornadoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it feels like this had become a schlocky thing with like Sharknado and such. And like, they're going to take a tornado fighting tornadoes movie seriously. And I think that's interesting that like we're, we're there again. <laughs> yeah. This movie does have to capture like a really particular demographic. Cause like you want, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what Top Gun Maverick did and it did so yes. well is it borrowed from people who liked Top Gun, which are typically like older on the older side, and it also grabbed people who had never seen the old Top Gun who because they were too young for it, and they were interested in like the new uh, talent attached to it and just like the new the new film in and of itself and how it had reinvented itself for the modern world. And so it did such a good job of borrowing from both of those camps, like bringing people in who love Top Gun and people who were experiencing Top Gun sort of for the first time in a way in a theater. And this movie's got to do that. Like if it wants to be successful, it's got to borrow from people who grew up with Twister and loved it and like want to experience again. And it's got to borrow from people who, never really saw it because they were too young and now they're sort of exploring that world and they're like, oh, well, these couple actors that are in it are actors that I like and so I'm interested in catching up on this and watching the old one and then seeing the new one. So it's got that kind of job it has to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, well, we got three more here on the list. Let's move a little quick through these last three because I know we want to wrap quick tonight. Uh, Wicked... I know, uh, I think Haley was the one on the panel that was most excited for this trailer. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on Wicked? Not anything groundbreaking. I thought it was a good trailer, uh, if it's something yeah. that's interesting to you. Like, I thought the visuals looked really cool. It looked really clean, and it showed a lot of CGI stuff, which usually, like, these first trailers don't do. So, I thought that that was cool. I thought, like, the wizard looked really, really cool, like, the design of the wizard that they made. Mm-hmm. And just, it seems like it's going to be a very nuanced movie uh, between these two witches, like, the Wicked Witch of the East and, of the, and, and the Witch of the West, and kind of, like bringing these two together, which I guess the Broadway play does. Um, I think Haley's a lot more familiar with this than me, but it seems like that nuance there is what this movie's going to lean on. So I, I don't know. I thought it looked really cool. I was definitely intrigued by it. And um, I think if you were interested in it, then this probably raised your, your interest level. Yeah. I've seen the, uh, the musical live. I did not remember them getting, like I rem- I I remember it kind of ties into the first the, the 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 original Wizard of Oz a little bit but obviously it's about those characters but like I did not remember it tying in as much as it seems like it does in this trailer and I may just be misremembering that but like I didn't remember them getting like to that point in the story but this shows all the way to like the uh, you know Dorothy and friends reaching the wizard and I was like I didn't remember that but may- maybe maybe that's the case but I did not remember that being in the original uh cuz it was a prequel but maybe I'm just not remembering it. As someone who's never seen the musical and, and really didn't have too much anticipation for this one, I thought it was really smart to 
lead with narration from Jeff Goldblum because I immediately heard mm. his voice and I was like, was that Jeff Goldblum? And I kind of like narrowed in a little bit and sure enough, when he showed up, I was like, yeah, it was Jeff Goldblum. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out when it does hit theaters. Yeah. It's really, it's re- great that it's him. I think he's a great choice. Yeah. Uh, and also I love Ariana Grande. I do. I, do. I she like looks, her music. She looks good in this too. Like, she I don't does. Know, like I know, like, uh, you know, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people disagree with that. Uh, but, For sure. Uh, there will be. Yeah, I thought this was a good a good first look, at least, if nothing else. The original, uh, Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth, right? Uh, the original ones are beloved. Um, and and so I, I'm sure there will be people like, hey, she doesn't live up to that. And she, she won't. <laughs> she doesn't have to. But I like her a lot. Um, and I, I, yeah, I've always liked her. Like she, she makes she's good in like her music videos and stuff. She's always been good at, as an actress there, and also her, uh, her her music's good. She's got a great voice, so I'm excited to see what she does with that role. Thanksgiving seems like the right time for this too. Like that's when it's getting released. Totally. It's a Thanksgiving movie. That's that just seems like it hits the nail on the head for. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a movie yep. that you would want to go see with family after Thanksgiving or like on during that week or whatever, like just kind of nails percent. that. It's like right after Halloween, but it's not Halloween, you know, it's like right there in the fall. Mm-hmm. Like nails, nails the release date, I think. And it won't have an MCU movie to compete with this year. <laughs> yeah. This is probably another one of those that like benefits from that lack of an MCU movie. Oh, for sure. Uh, a Quiet Place Day One. Uh, this one came out a little earlier in the week, but was had a spot in the Super Bowl. This trailer, I hadn't seen a trailer for it yet, and I think this uh, really got me excited because one thing I really don't like in post-apocalyptic movies is they often like show the very beginning of the apocalypse and then jump to like weeks later. And I really like this. This looks like the entire movie is going to be kind of Cloverfield style, like happening. Not not shot Cloverfield style, but happening over the course of a few days. It seems to be like. It shows them trying to escape the city and the bridge burning and all this stuff. Like, it really looks uh, looks cool. I was surprised how much of the imagery I found to be really evocative of like nine eleven, like when the the dust Absolutely. rolling through the cityscape yeah, and like that's a good call. Lupita, uh, Lupita Nyong'o looking like really emaciated and looking like she's giving a really uh, physical performance. Uh, you know, I, I was I, I like the A Quiet Place franchise a lot, but this one was one that I wasn't like super, super excited for. I didn't know how much we needed it, but the the trailer was super effective in, in terms of getting me excited for it. Yeah. I didn't know Lupita Nyong'o was in this. I just knew nothing oh, about okay. this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought the trailer like got me excited because the, the talent's great. Jaimin Hansu is also exciting. I just like seeing him again. Um, so yeah, I just look, look, just looks really cool. Yeah, Joseph Quinn is also in this. Uh, played Eddie Munson in Stranger Things, and hasn't really oh. had that like. Yeah, he hasn't really had that role. He looks totally different in this. He's got the short hair and stuff. I did yeah. not recognize him. Um, so it's it's heavily rumored that he will be in the Fantastic Four as well. So we're starting Ooh. to see him start to move into these heavier roles, which was totally anticipated after Stranger Things. Um, yeah. But uh, charismatic man, he's very yeah, charismatic. Absolutely. Yeah, but this was a good trailer. It definitely scarred my kids a little bit because my kids are still Uh-oh. awake and the Super Bowl had not started yet. And I kept telling them, oh, I was wow. like, hey, why don't you guys go in the other room for a second? And they did, they were like, you know, very morbidly curious. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of parents uh, were in the same boat as me. Like, maybe let's not put the horror movie trailers at the beginning. Maybe save those for halftime. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, Fall Guy, last one. Yeah, it was a quick teaser. Um, we didn't see a whole lot, but it looks like it's leaning into what it is, which is an action movie. 
Uh, we're we're living in that Ryan Gosling era right now, and anything that can feature mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling is going to get a lot of pop. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you weren't going to show a teaser, you were definitely moving it up to now to the Super Bowl with the uh, with the Ryan Gosling kind of like Oscars, like kind of where we're at right now. Makes total sense to try to show off a little bit of that movie right now. Did did they show the full minute trailer that came out four days ago, or did they just show a teaser and you have to go online for the full minute, kind of like Deadpool did? I'm not sure um, what they showed on. The I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, okay, the one, the one, the the full minute trailer they showed online was pretty. I, it showed more, at least like it, it showed more than the uh, not not more than the full length trailer did, but it showed some new things. Like there's yeah. a scene of him like fighting aliens, and he's like as the stunt man, but he's like talking, and I, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. Like the way they're gonna infuse this sort of fake movie world with what he's doing and he's talking but he shouldn't be talking he's the stunt man i don't know it's just like i'm not sure what it seems like they're gonna have him set in the world of the movies he's in but having character moments for himself as the character which seems really fun um yeah uh, looks looks cool yeah, I really enjoyed the meta nature of the trailer because it was like Emily Blunt coming onto camera saying, this movie has everything. It's got romance. It's got action. It's got comedy. And then you get like clips of all these moments. But I really love when they just like flash the random word mineral up there. And then Aaron Taylor Johnson's character is just like minerals. <laughs> and, uh, this trailer I'm actually really, really grateful for because it kind of retroactively saved the first trailer for me because I really liked that first trailer, but I thought it committed like one of the cardinal sins of trailers for me. I thought coming off of that first trailer, it was really obvious to me that Aaron Taylor Johnson's character died. Like I thought you saw his character in the bathtub with the ice, but they revisit that moment in this trailer. And it was pretty clear to me that it is not Aaron Taylor Johnson's character. So I was like, yes, I'm glad that that has been corrected or at least for this trailer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I uh, yeah, I remember you talking about that. I thought this trailer, this this movie is becoming one of my most anticipated of the year. It looks I just great. think it looks great. Yeah, looks really yeah. great. And I really like that. Like when you're talking about this movie has everything. It's like and it said like mother fucking Emily Blunt. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just like not the vibe I normally think of for Emily Blunt, and I just love that. Um, so the the, the trailer itself had a lot of like. It said romance, and it cut to him in the car doing like a. He's like, "Well, you want to kiss or something like that." It's like very like awkward moment. Or, I can't remember exactly what he said. Want to make out? No. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's really good. It's really good. Um, the whole, the whole, yeah. I just think that movie looks really exciting. So I am, I'm 100 percent in, and this trailer maybe even more in. So 105 percent in. It also got the Swifties with the tag at the end. Oh right. It did what Deadpool didn't do, which it threw that. Are you crying to a Taylor Swift song? We all cry to Taylor Swift songs. What's wrong with that? <laughs> right now, release date for Fall Guy is uh, May 3rd. So we're coming up oh, on man. it pretty fast. Yeah. Only I was a just looking up out. something. King of the Planet of the Apes is May 10th. So that's, yeah. those, are, those are right packed together. Yeah. Uh, man, there's, it's going to be a packed summer of kind of just different movies. No, not much MCU, but there's going to be a lot of Sony this year. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, well, thank you guys for being here. Uh, you want to tell them where they can find you online? Jay Sisson. Yeah. Um, Commute the podcast where you can learn something interesting on your way to work. We did not talk about the Super Bowl, but we did talk about the Puppy Bowl. So if you want to learn about the Puppy Bowl and the ins and outs of it, come hang out with us on Commute the podcast. 
Nice. Uh, Jay Scotty St. Clair. Yeah, Animation Deliberations, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. And then you can also check out the Oscars coverage over on Binger's Assemble. Yeah, dropping another one tomorrow, I believe. So cool. lots of Oscar stuff over on there. Um, MCU cast, as always, still kicking. Um, and, we, and we'll be back here on Multiverse News on uh, Wednesday morning. So, uh, you know, if you're seeing this, this is your first time, welcome. We always talk about... Uh, uh, you know, all the fictional universes, and we'd love have to have you join us. Hit that uh, subscribe button and uh, follow along. We have fun. We'll be back soon. Peace. You stay classy, multiverse. <laughs>